Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation on cultural traits. We hope you enjoy. The reason why we're, we're talking about trust so much and how it connects to these cultural traits, it's because if we don't have that trust thing, the other these other four cultural traits are going to be really hard. So like they are based because we're because we're relationally focused. If we don't have that trust thing, that's probably a reason why it's like, man, some of these are really difficult for me. Often it's probably because we have uh, an issue of trusting ourselves or others in God. And like if we if you don't trust yourself or others, you have a hard time trusting God. It's there aren't people around who think, oh, I trust God. I just don't trust anybody else. That's not that's that means you don't have a relationship with God. Trusting God creates the bandwidth and strength and stamina to trust other people yeah yeah sorry we took this all over the place the yeah. listening probably knows now we do no prep and there i have no notes neither do you in <laughs> no i do not but i said all that about trust like you said to, to bring it back right we were talking about the four cultural traits that we identified in the refuge and we were talking about culture just what it means because we we said they're cultural traits what does culture mean and the reason we talked about trust to bring it full circle is you cannot have good culture if you do not have trust. Exactly. It's, it is toxic. It is like a, a parasite. Distrust creates is a parasite that just poisons everything. Here's a really good example um, of a play. If, if somebody in your family, your, your team, um, or some steals, theft creates distrust of everything. Because yep. that in and of itself is, is creating distrust. So what, what it does, one action of distrust, like sows seeds of doubt and distrust of all these other people who, are, who could 100% be doing trustworthy things. So that's why it is so important. I mean, it is very, very fragile, but it is, very, it is something, the way that you build trust when it's been broken is not to be more distrustful. It's to give trust. To someone who you don't know is going to follow through on it, like that's how you build someone's trust. In like in like your trust in someone else is, you have to be strong enough and uh, have the courage to know that I might get hurt in this, but that's going to be okay because them hurting me is not the end of the world, but it, it teaches me something. So the way to build trust isn't isn't uh, showing less trust; it's giving more trust appropriately appropriately and, and, and yeah and, and for those of you that trust is harder right for us to just say be more trustworthy not very helpful and mm-hmm. that's not yeah you say yeah. <laughs> but i think yeah. like um especially for like the folks that come in the refuge they're they're you know typically really struggling with relational trust because because maybe they've been really untrustworthy but but the people closest to them have been untrustworthy sometimes as well not always but but a lot of the time and I think what we're saying isn't, hey, go trust everybody, you know? Yeah. It's, it's try to just pay attention. Maybe there's somebody or some people in your life that are doing trustworthy things. And our encouragement to you is, man, try to pay attention to those. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, our prayer for you is that you'd have the courage and the ability to try to trust those people in your life that are doing trustworthy things. Yeah. So small, that's one small things. Yeah. Small things. That's one right. aspect of it, right? That's the ability for us to trust. 
But then also for you, for it being personal, the question is like, am I trustworthy? Am I doing trustworthy things? Mm-hmm. And only you can answer that because we lie all the time. We, you know, human beings, we are just habitual liars because we we want to we want others to think we're better than we are, and we're all, you know, we're, we're discipled to be somewhat narcissistic in our culture. Just that, you know, with I, I don't want to sit here and sound like a freaking grandpa and like black <laughs> stuff, but like right. Everybody is trying to paint a more beautiful picture of themselves than probably what's true and real. Um, because if not, like, you know, Instagram would be really depressing if everyone was like, Hey, look how terrible my life is. But (laughs) I digress. My point is, my point is, is, are you being like, we have to ask ourselves and try to be honest with ourselves. Like, am I trustworthy? Am I doing trustworthy things? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, we put that, we put that out, that, uh, perception or perception of ourselves. That's not honest because we don't trust that other people would care about us. They wouldn't, that people wouldn't like us if we were genuinely who we are, which comes again, those pushing it back to those cultural traits. If we are unconditionally loving, that means we, we should show our trust in honesty and be intentional about saying who we are and what we're thinking, our fears, our, our brokenness with other people, because it is a safe place yes. for God to work in our lives. So um, it is it is the, the trust thing is real important and, and, and it's not, I just want to reiterate, it is not just being 100% trusting of everybody all the time. It, like what you said earlier, Wes, it's finding those people that I know are trustworthy and trusting them a little bit more and a little bit more. And they will, rec- it, 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 they will share that with you. Like people who are trust, trustworthy, trust other people. Yeah. So th- you experiencing the feeling of being trusted gives you kind of a larger capacity or a bigger bucket to give of give trust of, from yourself to others. Yeah. So it is not a like button you push where you're now a trustworthy person. It is a process where you're slowly just working to trust one person a little bit more every day. Yeah. Yeah. We can spend so much time on this. I think maybe, maybe something that comes to mind for me in this moment is you brought up unconditional love, which is one of the four cultural traits we noticed, right? Unconditional mm-hmm. love, um, safety, intentionality, and God at work. Let's just talk about unconditional love for a second. Um, unconditional love, you know, especially in religious circles, particularly Christian circles that I'm, I've been around most of my life. Um, unconditional love is brought up a lot. I don't know if un- the, the, the verbiage of unconditional love is used in other settings as much, but that's used a lot in the settings I've been around in Christian circles. I think that we really, we say it, but here's the thing about unconditional love, meaning there aren't any conditions to me receiving love from God, but, but also no conditions in my love for others, um, which sounds cute. But in reality, that's such a powerful thing to believe. And here's the rub. I I can't give unconditional love if I don't first receive unconditional love from God. Yep. I think we can't produce it. We yeah, we can't produce it if we don't have it. And I think why the church gets such a bad rap is because we do struggle to unconditionally love. 
not only others, but ourselves and God, because at the end of the day, when we, again, talk about relational recovery, I think myself, I think many of us struggle to really believe that God loves us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back with part five tomorrow. We'll see you then.